Welcome to Divine Intimacy Radio, a co-production of EWTN Radio and SpiritualDirection.com, where we provide you with a spiritual haven of rest and explore the riches of the wisdom of the saints and the path to union with God. This is Dan and Stephanie Burke. Welcome to Divine Intimacy Radio, your radio haven of rest. Your hermitage of the heart. Your monastery of the mind where we lift our hearts and minds to heaven to draw upon the wisdom of the saints, to navigate the tumult of this difficult life with joy and peace and patience. And prayer. And prayer. Sometimes patience. So, <laughs> For the, you. <laughs> this is part, right, part two of the series on heretics and prayer. And just to be clear, uh, the church is the only one who, who has the ability to formally call anyone a heretic and i'm not that's not coming from me the first guy we talked about in the first series was miguel molinos who was uh actually actually condemned as a heretic that's why that's the title of the the series but uh don't don't misunderstand me i don't have the authority to designate anyone as a heretic that's good because i really don't want you carrying that cross i don't want you to have that authority no and i you know that doesn't mean we don't talk about um you know, issues, Problems, with, yeah. you know, and problematic texts and things. And, and I will say, you know, uh, we tend to, we, we love to be on the positive side of things. We have thousands and thousands of posts at um, spiritualdirection.com and a very tiny percentage are more like this show. Um, and we rarely ever name names, but I thought today we got a lot of questions in about different authors on prayer. And I thought, you know, Sometimes it's important. I, I Just think... to have clarity. I think a lot of times people look to, uh, quote unquote, the Burks for clarity. Just to tell us how do we yeah. navigate this in a way that keeps us safe. They desire it yeah. because so much of uh, the info out there can be really squishy Yeah, because people don't want to be clear. Right. So, Well, let's jump into the questions. Um, the first one is, what is this new mindfulness thing? I watched a video by a priest named Father Ian Van Heusen, and he seems to think it's a good thing. Is it? Uh, the answer is, um, in in t- two thousand foot tall letters, N O. It's not a good thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I know Father Ian. Uh, he's a, a nice guy, nice you know, sweet spirited priest. Uh, he and I have had in depth conversations about this in the past. Um, but unfortunately, he got caught up in a resurgence of the um, the uh, eight, eightfold path of Buddhism, uh, attempting to integrate it with Catholic teaching. And this goes back to a false, uh, a, really a rejection. And I'm not accusing Father Ian of this. I'm just saying, fundamentally, you have to reject what Jesus said when he said, don't pray like the pagans to do this. I mean, it's just not that complicated. The other thing is, I don't, Jesus doesn't need Buddha to give you the peace that he promised you. Mm -hmm. He's the one who came to set the captives free. Um, You know, you know, what's fundamentally at the core of that, I think is in our society and I think in our flesh, in our weakness, we want something that's just going to be easy. Right. I do this and it's going to give me a result, right. which is is really central. I, I mean, it's based in self-reliance, right? This self-reliance, I need to control God. I need to tame God. I need God to do what I want him to do. He's not, you know, I feel unseen, unheard. He's nowhere for me. Therefore, I'm going to go create right. 
this encounter with God rather than by the means the Lord has given us in church and, and the doctors of the church, humbling ourselves, picking up our cross, and, and learning to be holy as we walk through prayer and allowing, in making ourselves little, waiting for the Lord to come down mm -hmm. upon us and purify us and have a, a real encounter with him, right? So it's, it's about control and uh, this taming of the relationship, I think. Uh, it's interesting. Uh, it's an interesting theory. Yeah. yeah. The, I, rather than getting into the, any details on mindfulness, the best book written on it is called A Catholic Guide to Mindfulness by Susan Brinkman, who's a journalist. And it has a foreword by Dr. Anthony Clark. And the, the book was also reviewed by Dr. Anthony Lillis. Uh, Dr. Lillis has been the... Uh, the academic dean of three seminaries, uh, and he's the academic dean of the Avila Institute. Mm -hmm. Dr. Clark is uh, is has a PhD in um, Buddhist uh, studies, and Carl Olson of Catholic World Report as well is uh, notable in his study and writing on uh, Buddhism. So this thing is a super well researched uh, summary. I, frankly, I, I could I know all the claims on the other side and I could care less. I, I mean, they're just spurious. It's just I, you know, is it well intended? I hope so. It's very expensive, you know, a lot of money to be made. That always makes me suspicious. Um, but the bottom line is mindfulness is not the same thing as the sacrament of the present moment. It is not proper to integrate these things with the Catholic faith. And if you read this book and, and you uh, really are uh, want to be dead center in the Catholic Church, you won't mess with this stuff. It, it's it's um, I even con I even had contact with a guy who actually ended up having to go to an exorcist because of his practice of, quote, mindfulness. Mm -hmm. And uh, so, I mean, it, it's really a, it, it, I'm sorry. Dana. Yeah, yeah, no, good. It's really an attempt to Catholicize Buddhism. It is. I mean, it's the same thing. As, it's a replay of centering prayer. Yeah. It's like, oh, I see something in the non-Christian East. Nostra Tate says whatever is good, you know, and other religions should be should be, you know, praised, you know, which I, I mentioned on the last show. That's not all Nostra Tate says. It says that these things are only a reflection of the ray if they are true. And the real sources in Jesus, the way, the truth, and the life. And I'm quoting the, the, the passage. No one comes to the Father but through me. So, yeah, uh, mindfulness phase right now, craze is a replay of centering prayer. It's it's a trying to integrate non-Christian Eastern spirituality with the Catholic spirituality. You know, and I just can't say it enough. Jesus doesn't need Buddha to um, give you the peace that he promises that he died for that he gave you this, uh, the entire sacramental economy for, mm -hmm. you know, all that we need in the church to come to peace um, is uh, in, in the church. And, and I'm not excluding sound Catholic psychology based on real science, not mm -hmm. popular, you know, goofy pseudo non-Christian Eastern junk. Yeah. And I, I mean, I would really challenge folks that if they're very, very serious about encountering the Lord, Take up into the deep, watch the series, implement it into your life, study discernment of spirits, and do it with fervor, and you will encounter the living God. Amen.
you will encounter him. I can assure you that. And what she's talking about, the end of the deep series, my book is, is sold a huge number of copies and people really loved it and said, uh, you know, we speak all around the country talking about it. And uh, uh, someone came to us and said, would you please, you know, create a, a video series so I don't have to wait for you to come to my parish or whatever. Mm-hmm. And so we did last year and, and I, it really turned out beautifully. It's, uh, it was very expensive to produce, but we decided to make it free. We so just we could want reach people. as many people yeah. to pray. Yeah. So spiritualdirection.com is where you'll find it. Yeah. I think there's a little banner, still a little banner that pops up on that. Um, yeah. All right. Um, if you had to pick just three books, oh, a positive question. Thanks be Jesus. If you had to pick just three books on prayer that you would recommend to help anyone to pray, what would they be? Now I'm, I'll do mine and you can do yours. Maybe they will be the same. I don't know. Uh, into the deep, the one I wrote because, and I wrote it may sound self-serving, but I actually wrote it because there's a lot of good books on Lexio Divina by Tim Gray and these other good, you know, reliable authors. There wasn't one though, that was designed for exactly what do I do once I set the book down? How do I, how do I practice it in the most practical sense? So into the deep would be number one. The second one would be prayer, a great means of salvation and perfection, which uh, I helped to bring back into print through Sophia Institute press. Uh, I wrote the forward for it by St. Alphonse Liguri. It has the best arguments in the history of all humanity in print on why mental prayer is so is necessary for your salvation. He actually taught if you don't practice mental prayer, you're not making it. So that book. And then the third would be the better part by father John Bartunek, which isn't necessarily a book about prayer, but it's a book that leads you through every single gospel passage um, in four volumes and teaches and helps you to encounter Christ, the teacher, Christ, the friend Christ in my life, you know, and really, appropriate the scriptures and really get to know Jesus through scripture. So those would be the three. Um, there's others like Father Jacques Philippe, Time for God, you know, that sort of thing. They're awesome. What, what's your three? <laughs> well, you took all of, about the books of prayer. I mean, that's all the books on prayer that I would have picked, I think. Um, that would be where I'd go. But I can trump all of that, yeah, and say Holy Scripture. Well, that's into the deep, right? But yeah. I, but what I'm saying is, um, going to the Lord, it's it's living, mm-hmm. uh, it's transformative, and so in order to employ employ into the deep and prayer and the gospel of uh, in the better part, and those studies is getting a great Catholic Bible and utilizing it, um, it will change your life. It's living. Yeah. He's living. He is the word made flesh. And so we encounter him in it. It's extraordinarily beautiful. And I know, you know, uh, I've had some events recently and I've said, bring your Bible, you know, to the retreat as I did a retreat for women. And, you know, it's, it's always kind of a hit or miss. I don't know if everybody's going to show up with a Bible because a lot of people don't actually have a really good Catholic Bible. You need a good Catholic Bible. Get one. Yeah. You know, there's a great one published by uh, Sophia Institute Press, Catholic Reader's Bible. Mm-hmm. I think it's what it's called. And, and it, it took out, they took out all of the numbers and stuff like that. So you can read it like a novel. Yeah. And it's actually pretty helpful. It's a, a unique new way of new. I mean, it's the way it was originally. All those numbers and divisions weren't in there in the Greek mm-hmm. and the original manuscripts, but it does kind of declutter it a bit. Mm-hmm. And uh, I found it. But there's something really beautiful about having a leather 
bound yes, right. Bible with the pages and all yeah. that. Uh, one other is uh, Divine Intimacy. Divine Intimacy, Father Gabriel of St. Mary Magdalene. Which is why this radio station, why radio. this radio podcast is called Divine Intimacy. Yeah. And our marriage is called Divine Intimacy because it's a transformative. Marriage retreats, yeah. Yeah, marriage retreats. Um, so now, now it is that, transformative. The thing about that text is it's a daily meditation on spiritual theology. Mm-hmm. I mean, it is just, but it is the best ever compiled. Yeah, I just challenge people to pick it up and read that one little passage a day and not be especially for really affected. For Lent and, and the liturgical seasons, it's really... I would brace myself every day. I would turn the page yeah, when, I, right. when I was, you know, committing to that because I'd turn the page to see what the new theme was. Yeah. And it was like, oh no, the theme's on yeah. humility because right. it would just break through in my day. So it was uh, beautiful. So EWTN's Religious Catalog, of course, is always trustworthy. You find these kinds of books, spiritualdirection.com as well. When we get back from the break, we'll talk about how do we know if we're practicing contemplative prayer or not. Hi, friends. We want to personally invite you to check out all of our upcoming retreats here at Avila. Head over to spiritualdirection.com forward slash events or click on the events tab on the top of spiritualdirection.com and sign up now for one of our powerful mini retreats, setting the captives free or into the deep or divine intimacy in marriage. Now with both live and online options, our mini retreats can be live streamed right into your living room or parish meeting room. Discover why these events sell out time and time again. That's spiritualdirection.com forward slash events register today there is a growing need for well-formed solid spiritual directors in the church today the avila institute in collaboration with heart of christ spiritual direction program offers a certificate in spiritual direction for those who feel called to accompany others in their journey towards god the program is grounded in ignatian and carmelite spirituality based on a catholic worldview and draws on the wisdom of the saints with an emphasis on biblical principles in the new evangelization this program offers both online and on-site classes Discover more and apply today at avala-institute.org. This is Dan and Stephanie Burke. Welcome back to Divine Intimacy Radio. Talking about preretics, heretics, false teachings about prayer. Thankfully, the last few questions have been pretty positive. Um, And I think we've got some more positive questions, I think. Or at least I don't have to talk. I don't like naming names. But uh, which we did in our first and second, um, first three segments. Uh, how do I know if I'm practicing practicing contemplative prayers? So you you touched on that. Was it the last show or the previous segment? It was the last show. So let's define contemplation, shall okay. we? Okay. So this is out of my book, um, uh, Navigating the Interior Life. So contemplative prayer, infused contemplative prayer, is a supernatural gift that originates completely outside of our will or ability in God, by which a person becomes freely absorbed in God, producing a real awareness, desire, and love for him. This often gentle, delightful, and sometimes nonsensible encounter can yield special insights into the things of God and results in a deeper, tangible desire to love God and neighbor in thought, word, and deed. It is important to note that infused contemplation is a state that can be prepared for, but cannot in any way be produced by the will uh, or desire of a person through methods or ascetical practices. Right. Uh, so to, to your point, when it was, you talked about it earlier, 
it's only something you can, you can live a contemplative life, mm-hmm. which is which is what we call in the community of Apostle Vie what we live, which is prayer and ascesis. Mm-hmm. It's it's um, nurturing silence into your day, mm-hmm. seeking more of God, seeking a rhythm of life, yeah. having a specific plan on how to pray and how to pursue holiness, yeah. right? Rather than just kind of winging it. Um, and it avails our, ourselves of all the graces that the Lord wants to give us. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I think it's just worth repeating uh, that the contemplative prayer, the way you begin is the way you begin in prayer to dispose yourself is through meditation mm-hmm. or discursive Christian meditation. Christian meditation, which yeah. I, I was teaching my book into the deep daily a specific time and place going through getting to know learning uh, the life of jesus talking to jesus about his life receiving wisdom from him and making changes as you experience the need for changes go ahead yeah i mean some people can hear oh the same exact time and think of it as something rigid or whatever and what that does for us when we get up so i i like to think of it as first fruits Mm. so that it was transformative to me to decide what I was going to give to God, what time I was going to to commit to him and show up for that time every day. And because our life was so busy, we were both working, you know, in outside jobs. Then I needed to do that before the children got up, before the world was noisy, before my brain was too noisy Mm -hmm. as well. And so I would get up very early. I still do to this day. And, I give that time to the Lord. And what that does is it makes my body my friend. And it also says, Lord, I've committed this time to you. It's And I'm giving, I'm availing myself of what you want to give to me because I know your promises are true. And I'm committing by an act of ascesis by, by showing up every day in that time. And so what that does is it makes prayer so much easier. Mm-hmm. Once you get past the problem of getting up every day at the same time, showing up is really transformative at the same every day. It's not about being rigid. It's about availing yourself and and committing that time and not taking it back. Right. And so if you're in, if you're doing that daily for several years, you're, you're going to confession once a month minimum, you're at mass regularly, you're not, you're fighting against mortal and venial sin, you will begin to conquer habitual sin. It is normative. And you will find yourself uh, at a place where you can no longer meditate anymore, where it's too difficult. And it's and it just, it, it, you know, but never, that phase never happens because it's always difficult, but where you can't do it at all. And now I'm talking John of the Cross teaching. Um, that happens after you've gotten rid of habitual mortal sin, usually after the rid, rid of habitual venial sin. And you're in this transitional state between the purgative and the illuminative way. And the Lord begins to change your prayer and, and you're, you're able to be more silent with him and that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. That's the precursor, the prayer of simplicity, it's called, is a precursor to uh, contemplative prayer. But contemplative prayer can only be prepared for, and you can desire it too, but there is no method, and uh, contrary to the teaching of the centering prayer movement, there's no method that you can get there. And, and in fact, back to sort of the prayeritic thing, if anyone says you can do contemplation by a method other than Ignatian prayer, they're uh, 
lie into you and it's false teaching and it's not orthodox. Okay. Um, my parish doesn't provide any formation on the deeper spiritual life. Um, uh, what are the resources you recommend that I could pursue in this area? Well, one, we've mentioned a bunch of times, uh, the, into the recent, the new film series we've done called Into the Deep, which you can find out on spiritualdirection.com at no cost, uh, uh, though it's a beautifully produced, um, uh, uh, what do you call it, seminar on prayer? It's like mm -hmm. what, series. Five, half hour. It, somewhere in there. And then yeah. with questions and answers, there's a little booklet. I think you can get it for free even. Yeah. Download. You can do it with a small group. You can do it in your parish. You can do it individually too. Yep. Yeah. <clears throat> All completely, of course, orthodox and rooted in the teachings of the church. I think that's, you know, that's one resource. Another is um, some of the courses that we have at the Avalon. Avila Institute are amazing. I'm presently teaching uh, as I mean, we're recording this. I don't know when people are going to hear the show, but Foundations of Prayer and Union with God. I teach it regularly for the Avila Institute, and it goes through um, a pretty in-depth um, teaching on understanding prayer from the very beginnings to deeper contemplative prayer. Yeah, and there's a third one. What's that? Apostoli VA. Oh yeah, that's right. Um, Apostoli VA is our community. Uh, we're 3,000 plus strong in, I don't know, 50, 60 countries around the world. Mm -hmm. And there are small groups uh, all over the place, Canada, right. Australia. There are free the resources. Free resources, free courses there too. Yeah. On prayer, uh, free courses on, on various things. And, uh, and community to share and discuss this with as well. Yeah. Both online and individually, depending on where you are in the country. Yeah, we do. So. We do free formation on the second and fourth Saturdays, mm -hmm. almost every single second and fourth Saturday, barring some unusual circumstance, for an hour. And it's always on the interior life. Right now, we're going through with, uh, I think, uh, we, we the initial sign-up was like 7,000 people yeah. uh, are going through with us through uh, introduction to the devout life. St. Francis de Sales, yeah. doctor of the church. Yeah, and so I don't know what we'll do after that, but we'll keep going. Mm -hmm. And uh, people really love it. So those are just some options. So apostoliva.org, spiritualdirection.com, avala-institute.com. Those are some great resources. Um, and, you know, I'd, I'd strongly recommend you help your parish. I mean, you know, you can get the Into the Deep series and do it yourself. Yeah, I mean, I, my, there's other people like you. My, my deacon dad, St. Howard, uh, in Roswell, New Mexico, is leading uh, folks through this program right now. For their Lenten series. They're doing it every Friday. That's great. Mm -hmm. um, another kind of parish question. Uh, how do, how it's worded funny again. I hope I don't make people feel bad if they word something funny. There's missing words. <laughs> well, last night during class, I was skipping words too. How do I find, how do I find folks who care about the spiritual life and really following Jesus to the full? My parish feels dead. I'm frustrated and feeling alone. Mm -hmm. um, that's desolation. One, yeah. um, you got to fight that. Uh, your parish probably isn't dead. I, you just probably haven't found the people who are like you. Every parish has got people like you in them. Mm -hmm. And really the, the enemy wants us in, in that desolation to be isolated. Yeah, to really feel like there's nobody like me. I'm alone, and and that's a real invitation to renounce that and and seek the Lord and say, okay. Lord, show me, show me where my place is. Show me my tribe. Yeah. Help me to find my tribe. I love that term. And, and so as you dive into these resources, 
um, especially with Apostoli Via, because there's there's community there, then as you draw near to the Lord, you will start to look up and find that there are others and you will, you, it just happens. It's a really beautiful thing. Yeah. And I think, you know, St. John of the Cross has this beautiful saying where you find no love, put love. Mm -hmm. And I would say where you find no fervency, put fervency, where you find no orthodoxy, put orthodoxy, Mm -hmm. where you find no reverence, put reverence, you know? So for, for this person, I would say, uh, I would, and you know, it sounds self-serving, but it isn't a product and we don't charge for it. So get the into the deep series do it yeah talk with your pastor and do it at the parish and and note who's there and then afterward say hey would you like to start a small gospel encounter group right and we can even train we have free training and a full-time person she's an awesome human being named kathleen bloodlow who is dedicated to helping people start small groups mm-hmm. and we don't charge for it yeah and and to that end because somebody will go oh I can't run a group. I can't do that. You know, the thing is, is the materials are so easy. You don't have to teach anything. Right. You don't have to worry about that. That's all in the video series. Uh All you have to do is get permission and see if you're, you know, your priest may not know about it. And as he looks into it, he might lean in as well. And you might find all of a sudden that there are people around you that are hungering for more and need, uh, need somebody else to bring it up. And so. why would a priest want to do this? You know, uh, we minister to a lot of priests through, and, and all of them are overworked. I, I, at least everyone I've ever met, uh, maybe they're all just from diocese with too, too, too few priests. I don't know. But uh, it's a fact that if you can make a 1% shift in your parish uh, of the number of people who are dedicated, you, it, it dramatically affects parish income. It dramatically affects parish Uh, participation, all of that. And there's no better way to bring about conversion in your parish than introducing people to mental prayer because that introduces them to Jesus. And that can have nothing but a good effect. So if you want to light your parish on fire, of course, first and always foremost is adoration uh, and, and really reverent liturgy. But after that, starting little mental prayer groups. And if you're a pastor and you want to reach out to us at Apostle Vie. We'll give you free resources to do that. Mm-hmm. That's why we exist. I mean, the Avila Foundation, everything we do is to help repropose the Catholic mystical tradition to the church to support and pray for priests and, and to help the people of God come to know him so that they are changed and they change the world around them. Right. That's what we do all day, every day, and we want to help. So feel free to reach out to us at ApostoliVA, spiritualdirection.com, and uh, be holy, would you? We need you. The world needs you. Okay. Until next time, may the God of peace make you perfect in holiness. May he preserve you whole and entire, spirit, soul, and body irreproachable at the coming of our Lord, Jesus Christ. Amen. Learn more about the interior life. Visit spiritualdirection.com. Divine Intimacy Radio is a co-production of EWTN Radio and spiritualdirection.com and heard worldwide on the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network.